short skirts and a long scripture, where we discuss and create a space to heal from religious trauma. Welcome back, friends, to Short Skirts and a Long Scripture. I'm Cass. I'm Hannah. Today we have a guest with us. Thanks for having me. My name is Micah. Or, yeah, call me whatever. So, Micah, I know on this podcast, Hannah and I have talked about this for us feeling like this group was considered a cult. Do you agree with that? Do you disagree with that? What would you consider this group that we were involved in? Yeah, well, and, and thank you for the question, because <laughs> um, I think it's really cool that you guys are, you know, creating a platform for people to come on and just kind of share their experience, even if there's some disagreement about, you know, what you would uh, label the group or how you would describe the group, because the reality is everyone's experience can be a little bit different. I would definitely, I, I personally would definitely not call the group a cult. Um, I would describe the group as as very legalistic. Um, for sure. I think, I think most people would agree with that who are a part of it. Um, and, uh, and also, uh, a lot of fundamentalistic or fundamentalism, um, a lot about the group that was fundamentalistic as well. Okay. Um, yeah. I think would be the best way to describe. Yeah, describe that's the fair. Group, but, but I mean, if the listeners want to check out why we're getting terms like fundamentalist or legalistic, check out our previous episode where we go through the fundamentalist Mm -hmm. principles of what it looks like in a Christian community. Yeah. Yeah. And that was really, that was really good. And, and I, I, I'd like to share a little bit about that uh, maybe further yes, on, please but do. Uh, just uh, examples of what, what was fundamentalism in the group and what was an experience mm -hmm. and what was legalistic too. So, yeah, but thank you uh, for that question. Right. Okay. So let's start by asking you, what is your background with the church, with Christianity? What were you raised in? what did you grow up in? Yeah, so uh, I was raised in a Christian home, going to church mm -hmm. every Sunday, um, and and homeschooled. Um, obviously, everyone in this group was homeschooled, <laughs> uh, pr pretty much. So um, yeah, that's kind of my my upbringing, and, and was in the group for a few years of my. Well, I was in in uh, the homeschool community as a whole, which was a lot broader than this group. Definitely. Um, all growing up, which kind of was a culture of its own, even though there was di diversity in that. But I was in the okay. group for about two and a half, three mm -hmm. years of high school. I was in this in this youth. You group weren't in it that right. long. Okay, actually, then as... only in high school. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's kind of surprising. A lot of us were in much longer. Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So toward toward again, but I grew up with a lot of these people though, all the way through. So there was a lot of that there. Um, but uh, but yeah, I I left okay. like before. I can't remember how, I think I was 17 or something, like my senior year or whatever. Um, I was in leadership in the group. I was leading a small group. I was one of the leaders, um, all that. But I was also, mm -hmm. I came on to mm -hmm. uh, a youth staff or a youth leader at an, uh, for another youth group at another church and um, around the same time. And, and I kind of went to both youth groups for a time and they were very different. I mean, this group, for example, right. can be described as kind of like a discipleship group, which I think is a good way to describe it. Um, I, I wish they would have described themselves that way more because a lot of people, um, yeah, yeah, it, it was pretty pretty secluded in terms of if you were in or not. Um, 
-hmm. And that's where the legalism comes into play. I think they did discipleship well, but you had to be from a really like pristine family with very involved parents and not crazy background and not struggling with much. And if you were, don't talk about it, you know, that kind of stuff. So it was really good for certain people. But if, if you weren't from that, or you weren't homeschooled, or you weren't from that subculture, whatever that was created there, it, uh, you didn't do well. Um, And you, you, uh, very alienating. Absolutely. So, um, so I was there and then, and then I was in a more traditional youth group, right? Uh, With kids Mm -hmm. from public school, private school, and yeah, a couple homeschoolers, but very, very, very different backgrounds and things like that. And so I was, um, I, I accepted the Lord, wow. uh, or, or gave my life to Christ when I was 16. I actually, this is kind of bizarre. I grew up in this community, right? I grew up mm-hmm. in this homeschool community, mm-hmm. even in this youth group, but I wasn't like, there's no space to, to have an, another but opinion. You really rebel. <laughs> like there wasn't even like yeah. this yeah. place to, right. You like, it was, it was like, like the idea of dating, right? Like you didn't even. Mm-hmm. That wasn't even yeah. a concept of something you even did. You just didn't do it. So you didn't talk about it. It wasn't even a thought, right? Um, so it was like rebelling. It's like, uh-huh. it was either like, I remember the idea of rebelling right? or, you know, uh, outwardly rebelling against things. And it was like, mm-hmm. life would be too miserable mm-hmm. for that. Like it was just, there was, I don't even know what people would do with that, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. In this group. And so the, a lot of the rebellion was hidden Mm -hmm. and so there come there comes the whole so much was fake for so many of these people in the group and um which was interesting because a lot of people didn't realize a lot of people had no idea right no idea about it and as a guy i don't know if the girls knew but there was a lot of guys in the group that were just living very like hidden second lives in a sense but you wouldn't know it because even if they wanted to get help or get yeah, help or whatever. Yeah, you have to present whatever, that you're doing great, you that you're like a perfect Christian, that things. you're like the best of you the best. There, there was, what we were told I we feel were. like this group made all of us, okay, most of us, if yeah. not all of us, really, really good yeah. at acting. And I've said this in a previous episode that because of that whole like, we don't want to say anything, we're going to, you know, rebel yeah. silently or hidden or whatever. We got really good at acting like nothing was wrong i i don't i'm not doing anything different other than what you see right in front of you right now yeah and that's where a lot of damage was done for some people because um you know they they were they were struggling silently and or 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 like Mm -hmm. it was really hidden and obviously as we know now that only makes it worse and uh causes a lot of pain and and yeah. And so think, things mm-hmm. things could just be really, really fake Definitely and not, not authentic <laughs> at all and not even yeah, realistic, real. real life. Like the standard in which people were held to was just like, man, is there any room to fail or grow, you know? Um, and it's like, don't don't read your Bibles if, if, if you think that because you're going to see a bunch of examples in scripture <laughs> of people that just were messed up, you know? I mean, even just the disciples that Jesus had, like they were just... They're just real people. And it, it, that wasn't really talked about. It was like this level of perfection that was unattainable. I feel. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. If, if I if I if I could share an example of of legalism with you, go for it. Um, from the group that kind of has to do with this, there was a a leader in the group who would teach. He would quote a scripture. It's from Matthew, and it and it says it's Jesus talking, and he would he would get up in group and he would say, "Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly mm -hmm. Father is perfect." You know, God wants us to be perfect. There's well, there's totally like this call to like holiness right and grow but like the idea of sanctification for example that wasn't even I, I, something i understood or learned until like a couple years ago yeah it which is crazy the idea of sanctification where you are you're you're all just you're just growing like we're all we're all growing and we're always going to be screwing up and messing up but it's just it is about growth but it's like yeah, the idea of sanctification has been so healing for me to be like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, that's a biblical concept that mm -hmm. we're we're all in, mm -hmm. right? But he would talk about, you know, we're we're growing in these areas, but it was taught in this way of like, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect, and without any context from the passage and any context to what that even mm -hmm. looks like in my life. I, I'm supposed to just be perfect, <laughs> like yeah. Oh man. You are basically like, God that's... now. Okay. You have to be God to the yeah. world, right? <laughs> Which is so crazy because if you, you know, if you think about it, I'm not trying to say, I think most people in this group understood the gospel yeah, for the most part, but I didn't, I didn't fully understand the gospel mm. fully. And a lot of people in this group until later, mm. because that is very anti-gospel. Yeah, Like we can't, that's the whole reason Jesus that's came. That's the whole point yeah. of Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, like he came and we take on his perfection and holiness mm -hmm. and righteousness. And 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 the gospel is you 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 don't deserve it and you cannot earn it. Mm -hmm. It's the whole come as you are thing, mm -hmm. right? But it was it and this wasn't taught it, it came across this way, right? Taught, but it felt like get your act together yeah. and then come to Jesus. Yep. I remember later on there was a, a church I was working at where um there's a worship leader who wrote a song about like if you don't if you wait to come to Jesus like when you're all cleaned up then you'll never come to him at all. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And that's really true, right? But but I was going to share that that verse that Jesus is talking about, the context right before it. So, so what is Jesus talking about, right? It says, if you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? If you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than other people do already? Do not even pagans do that? And I thought how opposite was the message that he was teaching when he mm -hmm. said, be perfect as God is perfect. Because we were told that being perfect meant being separate mm -hmm. from other people, not accepting people or being friends with people or being around people who don't believe the same as you look like you or anything. Yep. That was so the complete opposite mm -hmm. of what Jesus is saying in this passage is no, if, if you don't accept other people and love other people who are very different than you and think differently than you, you're no better than, than them or from from anyone else in the world who doesn't know Jesus. It was just mind boggling to realize that being like, oh, my gosh. It's crazy. You're, so legalism. Hey, yeah, yeah, the people it, in the back. That's what <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole that's thing. What fundamentalism does. 
yeah. So yeah, that's just bizarre to me to be like, wow, that's how we take, um, that's how we take Bible mm -hmm. verses out of context. It can be very damaging, and that's what fundamentalism does. It has a strict view of Scripture and a very literal yes. view of Scripture. Mm -hmm. Which later on I learned, as Hannah I'm sure did, because I I heard in a past episode you went to Bible college afterwards, and so did I, and realized a whole bunch of things that we were taught that wasn't actually biblical at all it was so many um, things taking that very we were taught that were not actually yeah. biblical that we just assumed were in the bible somehow yeah <laughs> we were trusting yeah the or, or they were in the bible but it was a verse mm -hmm. taken out of context right so using scripture out of context and using it in the in in, in that way is just uh it's very yeah, harmful it was, it was for little really kids to hear and... little kids you know middle school, high school age kids to yeah. hear, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, mis mm -hmm. it's, it's misleading, right? Um, realizing, you know, uh, I taught Bible study methods for a while mm -hmm. to high school students at a private school. And and one of the first things I, I tell them that I learned is like, never just read a Bible verse. Yep. Like every single Bible verse, you have to read mm -hmm. the whole context around it. Otherwise you don't know for sure yeah. what it's really saying. And learning literary types, like, mm -hmm. Like we were taught, unintentionally taught, I think, that uh, you were supposed to just read every Bible verse as literal, even if it was written as narrative or poetry or the many other ways that, that the Bible, the ancient scriptures uh, is written. Like it's just, so people, the biggest issue was not knowing how to read the Bible. We were told to read the Bible. We did, we we did not understand how, how to read it. And so thank goodness for Bible college. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, and granted... I'm I'm gonna uh, um give give people the benefit of the doubt and that they didn't either, right? Um, but because I don't know if a lot of these other, I don't think a lot of these other people had that kind of Bible training or or I don't know. But learning about the scriptures, because see that's the other thing. Sorry, I'm kind of going all over the place. After I left the group and after I graduated high school, I was really struggling in my faith and like, mm -hmm. how do I know this is really true? Mm -hmm. Like book mm -hmm. um realizing it's not just a book it's 66 books written by different you know like there's collection. all this there's there's so much to complexity it. to it exactly <laughs> it's the library of books so i went to bible college because i was like dude if if i really am gonna like give my life to this I, I gotta know right i really gotta know and it was there that not all my questions were answered but a lot of them were and i realized oh my gosh i had no idea like I knew something was off right. when I was there, but I didn't realize until I went there being like, oh, yeah, that was unbiblical. Mm -hmm. Or taking a taking a concept and, and then mm -hmm. taking it too far, but teaching it as if it is yep. Yep. biblical, which, which I did want to like clarify too. I kind of break it up into three parts, like the good, the bad, and the ugly. There was a lot of good, a lot of bad, and a lot of ugly when it came right. to this group or just the community that we grew up in. Um, but f for example, the emphasis in this group on like things like purity, modesty, um, being different than the world, like all of those right. things are really yeah. good things. Yeah. But yeah. they would take it and mm -hmm. then they would take it to this degree where all of a sudden it was outside of school. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Really that because it was taught as Law. if this is what the Bible teaches. Yeah. Instead of a principle that mm -hmm. the Bible teaches, but has nothing to do with what you're saying over here. You're yep. taking it way to an extreme. And so that I'm grateful for those 
things, but not grateful for how it was. Mm -hmm, Some of them were taken way too far. So we've kind of talked a little bit about the community and the thoughts in the community. So wrap back around to that so we can explain that real quick. Um, Do you remember how you got involved with this community? Because you said you got you started participating in it when you were in Mm -hmm. high school. But do you remember how you got involved? Was it like older siblings that like kind of brought you in or because and then you also talked about kind of when you left too so yeah interesting um well I kind of just started going because that's where all my friends were and and I did go to another youth group a little bit um um this other youth group I went to but I didn't know the people there as much um wasn't connected so all my really good friends went to this group and so it was the thing it was it was the thing to do so like that's um, where your community is that's where Um, you go yeah we had another guest that kind of said the same thing so she really um, only went because that's where her friends were and that's that's why she went yeah (laughs) yeah yeah exactly exactly kind of mentioned it already but why did you decide to stop participating in this youth group? I was let's see so I was a leader in the in this group I led a small group for a little while um by the time I was like 17 I started I I came on uh as a youth leader of another at another youth group another church um that which was very different than this group obviously um and so I was kind of doing both for a while and it it made after a while made me realize that like you know for example when I was about 16 is when I I really gave my life to the Lord like I I otherwise before that it was nobody knew but I wasn't I I didn't really want anything to do with it but I when I was 16 years old I gave my life to the Lord and and uh I can talk about that maybe another time but I I came on to leadership in this in this group but also uh after a while I was a leader in another youth group and I after I accepted the Lord Mm. and committed my life to him it was hard to be in this group because I was still struggling with a lot of things and um, trying to make sense of a lot of things. And being in this group wasn't helping that at all Mm -hmm. um, because you couldn't be real. (laughs) Uh, And so I respectfully just, just told the leadership that, Hey, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna focus my time um, in this other youth group that I have the opportunity to be a youth leader in. And that was kind of my out to be able to leave without any, you know, hard feelings or anything like that. It was just like, this is where I feel like God's leading me. And uh, I did share a little bit of my struggles with some of the things Mm -hmm. that were being said and taught. And it was received well by, by the leadership that I told. And uh, it was a agree to disagree. Um, They're different. And so I just, I decided to, to move on to that other, the other youth group, which that other youth group years later, I ended up being the youth pastor at that church for a few years. And that was really cool. awesome. So, yeah. Awesome. Okay. So once you left the group, this is where you started to kind of untangle the things that we had learned or the things that you had learned there. Did you want to go into that? Going to Bible college helped a lot. Disentangling. That's a really good way to put it. I wanted to, I wanted to bring that up actually, um, that go term, the process, like I haven't thought about a lot of these things, uh, from the group until I started listening to this podcast and it's bringing up a whole bunch of things that I'm like, haven't thought about a lot and realizing, I, I realized shortly after I left the group, how much of those things have impacted me 
but then there was a lot of years where I just didn't, I haven't thought much of it. Yeah. And then listening to the podcast, I was like, oh yeah, no, that really happened. Or that really was taught and realizing how much of this has affected me and impacted me and those kinds of things kind of mm-hmm. those things resurfacing, but I'll get, I'll get to the, I'll get to answer the question. I'll kind of want to take a little roundabout way to it. Um, did you guys say that you, I think you said in an episode, you guys have watched the show, yeah. Shiny Happy People. She has not. Oh, no. She's scared to watch <laughs> okay. it. I watched it and was like. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we, okay. So it was really funny. Like, so okay. Cass, did you watch that with no, your husband? No, I watched it by myself because <laughs> I needed okay. to do that. <laughs> so my, my wife. Okay. That's probably, well, it's very, watch okay. it with your husband sometime because yeah. that can be kind of oh, interesting I because bet. I watched it with my wife who oh, did not grow same, up in this same. group right. at all, at all. I mean, she's, yeah, she's not even from the U.S. Like yeah. she's Canadian and like just totally separated from anything about this group at all. Um, and uh, I, we watched it a couple months ago. And, and to watch it with her was just so interesting because I, she was, I, I was able to tell her like, oh, yep. Yep, that was yeah. like there's so many similarities to how I was raised. It's and she the was stuff like, that we like, thought was the normal was so too growing up. Like we don't yeah. think it's normal now, but <laughs> yeah. back then that was completely yeah. normal and fine. Wouldn't have caused alarms to go off in our brain. Yeah. And I know Ryan's had a bunch of questions yeah. about things that I've talked about, and I'm like, oh ha ha, that happened. And he's like, what? Wait, tell me more. <laughs> yeah, and not everything right. about that. Yes, but but a lot of it, and so it was just interesting to watch that with her and be like, and for me mm-hmm. even just to be like, Oh, Oh yeah, this is bringing up a lot. So watching that. And then it was shortly after that, that I started, I heard about your podcast. You know. So all this stuff is just like, huh, I, I need to revisit some of this, some of this. Cause I still like, I still had a propensity towards legalism for a lot of years afterwards, even though I said I rejected it, even as a youth mm-hmm. pastor, I look back and I go, man, I wish I didn't say that. Uh, I wish I didn't teach that because looking back now i i know that came from yeah. that from that group that's well meaning mm-hmm. but but actually d- does can, can do harm so um but anyways what i was going to get at too was um so a lot of the the people from this family the 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 Duggar family mm-hmm. they uh a lot of those kids are st- would still call themselves christians even though even the ones that don't really have a relationship with their parents anymore even which is really really sad um disheartening i hope and pray that that can be mended um but even even the ones that you know so many of them still are walking with the lord and i don't know about you guys but most most of the people that i know from this group um when i was there um would still call themselves a christian Mm -hmm. follower of christ they're still a part of a local church and they still consider the Bible the Word of God, mm-hmm. um, and I think that that's important to note because um, the word I would rather use is disentangle versus deconstruct. Okay. Um, because there was this interview done by <laughs> this. This surprised me. It tells you how much people change. Uh, but there was an interview that Kurt Cameron gave wow. uh, on his show of. Um, with uh, uh, Ginger Duggar, okay. one of the Duggar girls. And it's really good. I encourage anyone to go listen to it, anyone listening or to go. It's, it's on YouTube. 
Um, and she talks, she talks about this very thing and, and she uses the word disentangle versus deconstruct. Um, so her and her husband are interviewed in it. And then they just talk about kind of the same journey I and, and you've been on throughout this. And it's such a, it's just a really good interview. Um, and she uses the word disentangle. She uses the example of, uh, if you get gum stuck in your hair, right, you could just shave, shave your hair all off and just kind of the concept yep. of mm -hmm. throwing the baby out with the bathwater, yep. or you could take the time, even though it's painful and difficult and a process and, and pick it out. Mm -hmm. And she said that that's what she's had to do with a lot of things mm -hmm. she was taught and raised in, mm -hmm. um, holding on to what is good, rejecting what is wrong. Actually, there's a Bible verse that yeah. says that, and it says rejecting what is evil. Yeah. And I don't think that that's a strong word to use, but we all have to look back on things that we've done and said and recognize as, as we're growing, mm -hmm. as we're in our sanctification process, and just recognize that we all make mistakes. And my hope is that there's many in this group can look back, even leaders in this group can look back and go, you know what, there was a lot of good, but there is a lot of crap, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, utter crap that yeah. hurt people. And you know what, it's hard for people to accept that they've hurt people. Mm -hmm. It's hard for them to acknowledge that. But to know that you can't experience healing and growth until you just acknowledge that yeah. and be like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I used to be a, a judgmental bigot, right, <laughs> you know, or whatever right. it is. Like, I'm so sorry. I, I used to say that, you know, as a leader and I'm talking about just anyone in the group, yeah. the leaders or the young mm -hmm. adult leaders or just any of that, but learning. And then for those who have deconstructed everything away from everything to just to revisit those things and see what, what was, what was true and what was not yeah. um, to kind of just, so that was my, so speaking for myself, I want to just speak for myself. That was my experience is learning to not throw it all out, but to disentangle the truth from the lies or the, uh, the dangerous things that we're taught. And there's some examples of, I talked about the good, the bad and the ugly yeah. from the group. There's some examples. I shared some good just now. I've shared a little bit of the bad. I would love to share some of the ugly Bring as it on. well. I think I already yeah. talked about the legalism. Yeah, that's pretty, um, pretty ugly. And the fundamentalism examples of that. I think the biggest, the hardest thing for me um, to this day, and it was the hardest thing for me, even in the group that I struggled with in this group a lot. And one of the, one of the main reasons that I decided to leave leadership and go to another youth group is this emphasis mm -hmm. on appearance and performance. It was all about appearing right and performing. Oh, yeah. And there was, I can't remember how old I was. I was on worship team. There was like four worship teams that would alternate. So you'd play on a worship team once a month. And I was on one of them. And I decided, and my parents let me, which surprised me. My parents let me get a, I really wanted to get a faux hawk. Oh, so not like a so mohawk, cool. but like a faux hawk. <laughs> so it's like. Yeah. And, and it was in that day. It was back in the day when those were like, cool. trendy, yeah. um, yeah. And so my parents let me do that. In fact, my dad even helped me oh, get it, which, yes. su which surprised me. Um, but, uh, I got one and it, and I didn't even spike it or anything like that. It was literally probably a quarter inch longer in the middle. It wasn't hardly even noticeable, barely, barely okay? just there. a little yeah. bit longer yeah. in the middle. 
And I wouldn't spike. I would spike it sometimes, but definitely not. I, I not was like, well, I'm not going to spike it. You going cannot to do that. You don't want to raise wanna, too many red flags you know? here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I also knew, I also knew that they were going to have a hard time with it. So I'm kind of trying to take some ownership too, right? right. right? But I walked in the group uh-huh. and a leader looked at me, walked up to me and he just said, I don't want, I don't want you to be, cause I was supposed to be on worship, right. the worship team the following week. I don't want you to play on worship team next week. Oh. And I looked at him. I said, okay. And that's all that was said. I knew exactly why. He didn't have to explain. I didn't argue. He just said, I don't want you to be on worship team next week. He just looked one one look at me, walked up to me and said, you're not. So I got got kicked off worship team. And I kind of knew something like that could happen. So I I wasn't super offended by it. I'm like, you know what? I have to own this. But at the same time, oh, and this was really funny. My one of my best friends mm-hmm. in the group, when he found out about that, he was so upset. Yeah, he decided he would get a a, a full hawk as oh, well. Oh together! But he he like got a really long one and spiked oh, it no. and bleached oh, it no. like like completely <laughs> different awesome. than what I had and showed up the Can't following week. Can't say no to both it. of us. <laughs> Just kind of like. I didn't even know like he was going to do that until he did, but <laughs> yeah, but it was just kind of, kind of to back yeah. me up and be like, you know, and I thought that was kind of funny too, but he, he just took it to the nth degree. He's like, oh, you're going to say no to my friend not having a little bit of longer hair in the middle. I'm just going to get a <laughs> mm-hmm. bleached spiked mohawk then. And he did that. Oh, so that was kind of funny, but, but it was all that appearance, right. like the appearance mm-hmm. thing and the performance thing. You had to look a certain way. Um, which brings up another thing that was taught about worldliness. Did you guys ever oh, hear the term like we don't want to be? It was said at least yeah. um, once, yeah. once during teaching, once a week, once, once a, a week. week at least. I would say it was it was <laughs> yeah. mentioned. It was kind of touched on yeah. a little bit because that was a big it was hitting in point. all of our minds. <laughs> yeah, and it was talked about all the time. Like, don't be of the world, mm-hmm. and don't we don't want to be worldly mm-hmm. or worldliness. And again, those are biblical concepts, but right. not having any idea what that actually meant. It was taught in the group that it meant, you know, not looking like the world meant um, not listening to mm-hmm. certain genres of mm-hmm. music, even if the lyrics were completely fine, or even Christian artists yep. that had different styles of music. It meant... Uh, it was taught to mean um, not looking like the world meant wearing certain yep. brands of clothing. Like, it's just really bizarre. Like, even like after I left the group, um, other more fundamentalistic Christians that would uh, look at me and tell me that skinny jeans are skinny jeans are worldly as they're wearing Wranglers that are just as tight on them look just like Wrangler. They just have a different brand. And I'm just thinking to myself, do you, do you uh, hear yourself speak? Are you, what world are you living? This just makes no sense. And then other example would be, I don't know if you noticed this in the group at all, but like, I really, music was a really big thing yeah. for me. And so I, mm-hmm. I was into like hip hop and punk rock. And I listened to a lot of really bad music. I shouldn't have been listening to in my rebellious years. But after I became Christian, uh, you know, there was, there was, alternatives out there music that i really liked um especially when i was in high school it wasn't that great but as the years went on there's been some such such incredible lyrics but people that would just be like rail on like rap music or hip-hop music 
gospel-centered mm-hmm. rap music and hip-hop music, mm-hmm. while people in this group, leaders, young adult leaders in this group, who would talk about the horrible lyrics in rap music, okay. right? Which yeah, there is. There's, there's, there's some, like, like very, uh, you know, objectifying women and, you know, picking, you know, hook, shacking up, hooking up at the club. But they would listen that to country music. That was the music. weird, like, safe <laughs> With the zone. same context. Why was that the safe Same zone? content. Yeah. <laughs> but, they, but the style was different, yeah. but they were saying the same mm-hmm. thing. Instead of at a club, they were picking up mm-hmm. girls at the bar. Like, but they could listen to that. And it just, it made no sense to me. Um, and that that did a lot of damage. Because I was just like, this, this is utter hypocrisy. Yeah. Because the appearance is mm-hmm. different. Right? The brand of clothing is approved, even though it might not even look that much different when you really think about it. So, but it was all about appearance and performance, right? And so it, the style of music is what mattered, not the content. And that obviously doesn't make any sense to me at all. It's okay if you don't like certain styles of music For to sure. say that, or certain brands of clothes or styles, but to say that that is what is worldly. It's it, like it just, ungodly yeah. or like the leadership would be telling you it's our opinion <clears throat> that you shouldn't participate in or do these things. But it was always presented like God wants yes. you to be mm-hmm. better. So God wants you to do it this way instead. And we're just telling you what God wants yeah. you to do. And it, it just, yeah, the Bible doesn't talk about skinny mm-hmm. jeans. Just got to say, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not in there. <laughs> Well, and, and the other thing too is later on learning what worldliness what it means and what means. not looking like the yeah. world means, and it has completely to do with like worldliness and yeah. sinful yeah. behavior. Like, like that's what it was talking about. And you will look different when you follow Christ compared to how much of the rest of the world lives. That's what's different. I remember there was a uh, I went to Clackamas Community College for a mm-hmm. while. And uh, I was really big. I'm really, and still am, really into the punk rock scene and metalcore and, and hardcore and all the like, all the good stuff, you know, real music. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, whoa. Yeah, okay. like heavy music and a lot of like really awesome like godly bands right, too, right. like that are just like share the gospel at shows and reach reach people that you know a lot of people could you know wouldn't normally reach. I went to community college and. I looked a certain way that that the people at, at at Clackamas Community College like like knew I was a Christian by the way that I talked okay. and that by the way that I lived yeah. and but by, by the things that I didn't do, yeah. not by my appearance. They knew it immediately. Yeah. They would ask me first week there. I go to Bible college and I didn't get a lot of that there, but there was some of that. There was some of that at Bible college, and I remember this doesn't have to do with the group. I hope it's no, okay. it's fine. Go for this. it. But but this kind of this was kind of like it didn't rock my world as bad because I was so used to it growing up in this group. Yep. But I remember I, my first semester at, at Bible college, um, there was actually, she was a leader at at the school too. She looked at me and cause I was wearing like a baggy hoodie with skulls and roses on it. And like, the camel pants. I looked like, I I I actually had a spike. (laughs) yeah something like it. that and and she looked at me and i didn't even know right. her like i barely knew her she looked at me she's like micah 
I don't know who you think you are dressing like that here. You honestly look like a drug, like a, a a drug dealer. Oh, the drug dealers oh that gosh. I see around here, and blah 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 blah. And I remember I didn't say it at the time, but I just remember her wearing this red shirt, like a long sleeve right. shirt. And I remember thinking to myself, I've literally seen people deal drugs wearing literally red shirts anything. like that. Like, what oh, does that have to yeah. do with anything? Oh, yeah with anything about who I am and, and any of that. Yep. Um, That's a uh, wild that very, very reach to go for. Comical. Yeah, exactly. So, so you, because uh-huh. you're wearing this, you are associated with this, but it's like, well, I could say the same about you, right? And w- what you're wearing. I think also one of the important things to take away from this anecdote and this experience you had is that these people uh, associated your outward appearance with something that they felt was so negative and so inappropriate for the setting that they had to like call you out. I don't know if she was trying to make you ashamed of what you were wearing or if she was just trying to make you notice, I feel like you're associated with something that I consider to be super bad and inappropriate well we're, we're always afraid of things that are unfamiliar right and that make mm-hmm. us uncomfortable and there's a lot of aspects to the group that was very yeah. controlling in nature right yeah and a lot of that came out of a place of love and want to, wanting to protect right. us and we should always want to protect our kids i have yeah. two kids now and i want to protect them but i want to also equip mm-hmm. them and i don't want my protecting them from from the world to become yeah. controlling them. Like Jesus said, but I want to take you out of the world, but I want to pray for your protection from the evil one, mm. right? Like we have a spiritual enemy that's after us. And in the book of James, it says our, our enemy is not flesh and blood. It's not people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a spiritual enemy that we need to be protected from and that we need to be made aware of. But in the group, it was culture and people and anyone not like us they're the enemy they're the problem and that's not who our enemy is i mean jesus said that very very clearly my prayer for you is not that i take you out of the world but that you're my prayer is that you're protected from the evil one the spiritual enemy and so it was just it was the wrong focus on the wrong things and it was all about creating enemies and freaking people out i think you guys talked about this in the podcast like freaking people out about anyone who is Uh not like you or doesn't look like you or appear like you this would be when Um, in the episode where we talk about the tenets of a fundamentalism or what legalism looks like in a christian group um and one of the main things like the basis is it's us against them and we're afraid of them we don't know who them or us is mm -hmm. necessarily but we kind of like think we do if you're not us you're them and we're afraid of that and we don't want to be Mm -hmm. associated with that Mm -hmm. and we don't want to interact with that we want to protect our kids from that yeah we have a lot of that in this youth group we were part of yeah the hope is again to protect but can become controlling and and that's what it what it turns into really wanting control things about about it all I, i i wanted to yeah, there was something else I wanted to bring up too. There's lots of things that kind of has to go in line with this. 
But from a guy's perspective, like to give you an idea of something that happened, there was, I, I overheard my, my dad was talking to me at home with a couple of us. And I think my mom, it was a long time ago. I just remember what my dad said. Um, but apparently one night at youth group, um, some of the guy, the young adult guy leaders went to some of the dad leaders after youth group. And I don't know who they were or anything, mm -hmm. but they had gone to them sharing that they were upset and concerned about the way some of the girls were dressing at group. Oh. And so they went to the dad leaders to share their concerns. Um, oh boy, continue. <laughs> Cass's face just I says only it all. know how this um, is going to go. So this is going to be, this is <laughs> pain. This is, I know, painful because it's painful for me to even share. I can't even imagine. Okay, for go you ahead. I'm just going to, okay. But what my dad said was really good because he was talking about this and he just said, if that's a problem for you, or, and again, when it, when it comes to, for context for the listeners, right. what, so they were, they were complaining that some of the girls were dressing immodestly context for listeners. Um, what immodest meant was probably that they were wearing jeans, right? Or their literally, shoulders that's showing. probably all it was. Cause there was, yeah. And, and even that you barely, like, even we that like was short rare, things that came right? Over your Get a grip. Okay. Just, yeah, go there you go. Super. Okay. Scandalous. <laughs> I know. Um, just, just to have context for this. So, yeah. because to wear jeans in the group, I mean, um, uh, moms and some of the girls did, but you did stand yes. out because mm -hmm. most of yep. them were long skirts, long skirts. you know, it, it wouldn't stand out in the general public, Correct. Yes, but it does stand out there, which mm -hmm. actually creates more of a problem yep. when you think about it. Cause it's like, that's not an issue, but now it yep. is because you've created a minority a, anyways, uh, you know what <laughs> Yeah, you've created this thing where now you do stand out just for wearing mm -hmm, pants. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my gosh. But so they went to them saying, dressed in modest. My dad said something very interesting to us because he heard about this. And he said, well, uh, referring to those guys who complained about it, he said, well, then just don't hang out with Simple. them. Yeah. Just don't be around them. Yeah. Like, if that's, if that's a problem for you, then just don't be around them. And I thought about this much later and I was thinking about it recently. I, I think that they were obviously well-meaning, but they were being trained, mm -hmm. these young guys, these young adults to, they were, be, they were being equipped in this yeah. way because they wanted to honor the Lord. They wanted not to lust or sin or, you know, things like that. But what they were doing, I think that they would be appalled at mm -hmm. now. And, and I've done this too. I used to, yeah, I used to think this way too, but because they could, they, didn't have any self-control yep. in that area that was a stumbling block to them that they wanted to control what it's a never-ending cycle yep. of shit if you think about it that way because it goes to <laughs> it, the next generation and it's the next hard generation to like, with the same mindset of that <laughs> exactly and it's pretty it's pretty awful when you think about it because this wasn't even like parent to child yeah. like oh you know maybe you shouldn't wear it you know Whatever. This was like peer to peer. The guys quite literally complaining about the girls not wearing mm -hmm. the clothing that they wanted them to wear. Yeah. But the reality was, is because of their own luck, which was not taught. We weren't taught, you know. So the whole idea mm -hmm. of dodging your eyes, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. You know, dodge your eyes, or else hot guys, mm -hmm. dodge your right, eyes, right? right? Um, that there's a time in people's life if they're struggling 
a with lust in a really bad way that maybe they need to do that. And there's maybe times in life where you need to practice that as a guy, especially sure. we can be very visually oriented, you know, but that doesn't mm -hmm. actually help you grow mm -hmm. and it doesn't heal anything. Mm -hmm. it, rather than teaching men, young men, especially how to look at a woman that is beautiful and attractive, rather than if you see a beautiful woman or something that's attractive to you, dodge your eye. Look away. Dodge your eye. Look away. Don't As look at it. That, that in itself <laughs> is yeah. sin, but it's not sin. That's not yeah. sin at all. You can turn right. it into yeah. sin, but we weren't taught like how to see and acknowledge it, yeah. what we see right. as good and beautiful and godly and neurologically and scientifically like normal and natural for the way that mm -hmm. our brains respond mm -hmm. to that and to leave yep. it at that. Right? Mm -hmm. Like we never even had that as a concept of knowing that we could even do that. It was dodge the eye, dodge the eye. And what you're doing is you're object you by not objectifying them by dodging the eye is objectifying yeah. them. <laughs> because you're saying, Well, I can't see them as a beautiful, yeah. attractive person, so I have to look away. And so you you can't live that way. You can't it's just it's bad. And if you do you're going to live with perpetual shame yeah, sure. all the time as a guy because you're going to feel bad every time you see a yeah. beautiful woman. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you know, and the world is full of them. <laughs> so you, it's so unhealthy and, and it ends up objectifying mm -hmm. women, which is the very thing that, that they're trying mm -hmm. to push yeah. against. So it does the opposite yeah. of what they're trying to do. And so I've had to learn a lot of that after I left mm -hmm. the group too and learning like, how to see women without objectifying right. them if that makes sense and knowing that yeah practicing yeah instead of living mm -hmm. to dodge my yeah. eyes you know to to see human beings as yeah. human beings um as people made in the what does it mean that they're made in the image of god um I love that. and so yeah so that was that was interesting and uh again it was something i thought about just the other day coming mm -hmm. on the podcast and being like, oh my gosh, I forgot yeah. about that. That actually happened. And I hope, I hope that those guys have grown from that and learned from that. That uh I guess in my mind, what do you what are your thoughts on that? Because as oh my gosh, as girls like I mean that that sounds like it was pretty that was pretty we awful. Talked about this. So I many standards. So before. many standards. Just <laughs> For okay, so for you, for the guy's perspective, absolutely unrealistic mm -hmm. standard of never sinning, never yeah. lusting, never don't even look. Okay, like just avoid at all cost. We don't know that women have legs unless they're wearing jeans, and then it's right, a stumbling point. Like, <laughs> and then, and then we've talked about from the girl's perspective before. Cassie, please share your thoughts that you have. But just, I, I can't, I don't even have words to explain this. At one point, someone a few weeks ago, months ago, I don't remember it was, they were like, oh yeah, I remember you used to dress extremely conservatively. And I just thought that was your personal choice. I thought it was weird, but I thought it was your personal mm. choice. I was like, no, I was ashamed that I had a human body. It's, it's the <laughs> like, fact that what we were being yeah. told and it, taught, whether mm -hmm. it was being explicitly said or not, was making us hate living in our own bodies. 
So body dysmorphia yeah. for girls in mm. this group, yeah. huge, mm. huge. It was oh, a struggle man. for all of us, whether we were little tiny girls mm. or whether we were a little bit more well-rounded. It, it, and it was difficult to find the clothes that were going to be appropriate, that we're not going to get pulled aside to get talked to with the leadership, with other moms, by your own parents, by older like leader girls mm. that were not much older than you yep. were in reality. It was a struggle. Yep. Shopping for clothes sucked. Being a girl living in your yeah. own body yeah. sucked. It was a yeah. big bucket of suck. <laughs> Just- yeah. Well, the, the other thing I was going to ask too, because I can only assume or imagine this, is did you feel like you or maybe other girls who maybe did dress different than the standard maybe like once in a while Mm -hmm. you know i don't know or or maybe somebody a girl showed up to group that wasn't a part of the group and didn't know what the standard rules were or whatever um that there was an assumption that there was something wrong with their heart or their relationship with the lord because they dressed that way and i'm not even talking about immodest immodest to them but not actually because mm-hmm. everyone has yeah. a different idea of that and and we do need to be careful and you know modesty is important and blah 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 you know but like being immodest to them meant that or, or let's say even someone who does show up actually immodest let's say like something that we all could agree uh yeah you probably shouldn't wear that um to assume though that there's something wrong with her or that, that i think that the... there's something you know and that which is interesting because that's not that it's possibly not right most likely not the case at all but we'll judge them yes. again based on the, the appearance is that something you guys felt was like oh there's something wrong with you because you're choosing to sh- wear pants or you show your shoulders or whatever when in reality, it's just like, no, there's... The initial judgment for girls like that who would come into yeah. the group, I remember being, there's something wrong with them. Whether they're... Mm. They're obviously not Yeah, a they're not a Christian. good enough Christian. Oh, they don't like know that. all the things that we know. You know, we need yeah. to help them because they don't know. It was either we need to help them because they're yeah. a poor, sad, sick little animal that doesn't know how to dress, or... I don't want to get involved with them because that's worldly and it's going to rub off on me kind of thing. <laughs> oh, I remember weird. the feeling of, oh, I should probably not associate with that person because I don't want, like you were saying, it's all about appearances. I don't want to give the appearance that I am okaying what's going on mm-hmm. with that girl. Oh, so you so just I don't, don't talk associate to with that them. person. <laughs> um, we don't yeah. wear clothes like that. I mean, we we have an episode where we talked about I think we talked about the bathroom yes. checks where it would be like, okay, girls, is our dress too low in yep. the front? Okay, girls, is our skirt too short? Do Can you see your knees when you bend over? Like, we would make sure that by all appearances, and that we appearance were thing wow. went so deep as to, <laughs> do I have a panty line showing? Which sometimes yep. you can't help. They're there. <laughs> okay? <laughs> but, like, it went that far to, we, we do not exist physically wow. in a body. Yeah, we're we don't have bodies. Wow. We're just faces. <laughs> well, yeah. The other thing I was gonna say too. That's so interesting. Or, or the assumption, I guess. What I was also gonna get at is not that there's something wrong with you, but that to dress 
not according to their standards was assuming that you were trying yes. to be distracting. Oh yeah. When that has mm-hmm. nothing. Oh yeah. Like for so many, we were like looking for attention. To do with it at we all. Were, oh, like the oh, yeah. phrase has been said. Yeah. We were asking for it. If anything happened to us, oh, it was man. because of the way we were dressing. Whether we were dressed to the nines, yep. covered Sheesh. everything. If your brother stumbled, mm. it was because of what you were wearing, or maybe it's your fault. They watched yeah. you put, you know, lipstick on, God forbid, or something like that, and they had an immoral <laughs> thought about you. <laughs> you know, oh like when I got that little, because uh, the the emphasis was like not mm-hmm. not wearing things that are distracting, right, right? Right, and so that's why you know, um, not having the little uh, mohawk mm-hmm. or hawk on top of my head would be considered distracting or whatnot. Very distracting, um, but. That was the assumption that mm-hmm. that's why you would do yeah. that. But that's not why attention. I did that at all. It's very simple and not that anyone asked, but, oh yeah, that I want attention. Yeah. Why do I, why did I do that? Or why do I have pierced ears? People, people even after that, you know, I didn't get a lot of that, but um, I, I would get Christians that would be like, why do you have pierced ears? No reason. I, I didn't get them like for it. you. <laughs> I, because I, I yeah. like them and I think they're cool. <laughs> there's there's really nothing more than that and <laughs> i got the full hawk because i was literally i was listening i uh, listened to a lot of punk rock and there was a, a guy in one of the bands that mm-hmm. had one i thought i really like yeah. that i think i want to try that there, there's no other reason it was like pretty distracting it was because of some of the music i listened to like why are you wearing a freaking cowboy yeah. hat <laughs> you know like yeah you could wear a ball cap you know but why do you choose that you know it, it's because you like it or you think it's cool and there should be no, no mm-hmm. it shouldn't go any further than that that's okay you know so yeah it was just weird the the assumptions the judging and the um control over those kinds of things was just kind of weird when when you really get down to it i think hana said this earlier it really just came down to preference yeah. it, it got was their to personal a point where we all started I don't even to think look they kind realized of like that little cookie cutter gingerbread people we all look the same we all dress the same because we had the same standards we all dress or like shopped at the same places goodwill we were broke um (laughs) like there was little room for exploration in the way that you dressed because of that and girls we had it a little bit more difficult than maybe the guys because of our standard that we had to Mm -hmm. attain (laughs) whatever so yeah, it was just, it was weird. We all started looking the same. We dressed the same. It, there was no yes. differentiation between people anymore. Started to get a little too shiny a and little happy bit. in there for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it, yeah. And that's the thing about that show is there's similarities. It didn't get quite that. Right. Yeah. There's so many different families. Right. There was something um, my mom told me um, a while back. There was a family, a wonderful family, uh, and they were part of the group for a a few years, homeschool family, good friends of my family. And um, way early on when the girls were younger, uh, the mom would put them all in long skirts, long dresses, very similar to. And the mom had noticed that it was becoming a Mm. pride thing for the girls, for her girls. And it was very evident. Like they, it was very, it was a pride thing for them. And they thought that they were better yeah, because wow. they dressed this way and this and that. And so this mom, she stopped. She's like, nope, they don't yeah. have to wear dresses anymore. Yeah. And this family, some of them were part of this group for a while. I don't think they dressed like that there. And not everyone did, mm-hmm. but again, yeah. you definitely would stand out. But like, I thought that was really, really 
awesome, right? Like to recognize and make it, it change. was like up yeah. to you. You can yeah. dress how you want. Uh, obviously, there mm -hmm. needs to be some standards, right? For guys too, right? right? <laughs> um, but that's that's another topic. The yeah. whole double standard thing too between guys and girls was is bizarre. We have a whole episode yeah. on um, that. It's a good time. <laughs> Can, uh, which brings up another point I want to bring up. We Please. can segue to that because you guys actually shared about this in one of your episodes, and I was like, oh, "I remember that." It was I'm verbatim what did the we same say? thing. <laughs> um, even though, well, it, you were talking about something that, that was, you know, so when uh -huh. they would split up the guys right. and girls, I I only went to I wasn't a part of many of those, but there was one that I was a part of, and there was a whole talk about how girls they were explaining to us. The dads were about how girls are very concerned and insecure about their appearance oh, yes. and that they're the ones at home and he used the example before they come to group or go yeah. out they have to they spend mm -hmm. much oh, longer yeah. than you do oh, yeah. right sure. than getting ready and i and i think that there there is some truth to that like there's some generality mm -hmm. generalities and for a lot of the guys sitting in that group would agree yep. And they were all like, yeah, that's true. And it's true. And, and knowing a lot of my friends, they care less. But I was sitting there and it was the the worst feeling ever because I was sitting there going, I thought a lot about what I was going to wear today and and very insecure about my appearance. And there's a whole another Imagine story about reasons for that too. <laughs> the body shaming, yeah. you know, all that stuff. You guys even mentioned that, like always been as skinny as yeah. a rail. and. <laughs> For a guy in our culture, and especially in that group, that just it was, was not, not a manly masculine. appearance. Mm. You know, you're just not. Wasn't manly a manly enough. appearance. <laughs> you never make fun of somebody for being overweight, right. but in this group, but not just in this group. It, this was spread out all all over, just in general. It's totally okay to tease a guy for being thin, mm -hmm. which everything in the culture is telling mm -hmm. me that that's not masculine. Exactly. So I was just so anyways, this is another example, but he's, 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 he's talking about this and I'm sitting there going, I remember thinking I had to start getting ready about 30 minutes before I left today. Right. Cause I was very insecure about my appearance for that reason, but also just like, I, yeah, I was, I was, concerned mm -hmm. I, had, I had an yeah. insecurity problem right nobody knew about right just but i but i remember him saying like this is something that girls struggle with and not guys specifically yeah. separating them yeah yeah exactly then what does and, that say and about it was me so exactly. it was so confusing and i remember just thinking there's something oh my gosh. really wrong yeah. with me and i don't know what to i could never can you imagine yeah. i definitely couldn't share that with any of them because oh my gosh I could be laughed at or ridiculed, mm -hmm. or they wouldn't even know what to do with that. So there are differences. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing, the group did a good job. Well, the, the group did an okay job of talking about the differences between guys and girls, because there are differences, right. but it's gender stereotypes yeah. that do such mm -hmm. tremendous damage mm -hmm. to people. And it's the gender stereotypes that did damage to me not just in this group, but even after I left the group, it's just, it, it's something in the church that's just yeah. really toxic and bad, bad for men and women. For sure. Um, just the gender stereotypes that what is deemed feminine and what is deemed masculine comes more from the culture yeah. and the world than actually the Bible. 
And that's something I didn't realize either, right? Um, until later. And it started in, in the group. And so I've had to work through a lot of that stuff too, in terms of like realizing that no, a lot of guys struggle in this area too. Not as not as many guys, but but it's also vice versa with girls. Some some girls don't struggle in that area, right. and some do. So it's just being like just being a just staying away from gender stereotypes. I get what they were trying to say, but it came across as very black and white, and mm-hmm. I can only imagine what that was like for any other guy who. Uh, is similar to me in that area. Imagine just letting um, humans be themselves. <laughs> just not telling yeah. them how they should be per what you think they should be. <laughs> yeah, I, I absolutely. Absolutely. Or just being more, being, you know, supportive of, yeah. yeah. Well, this feeds into another thing I wanted to share. If I can just keep going. This, and this goes, gets into Perfect. the mental health stuff, which you guys are talk a lot about. I was talking to you guys at one point about my my oldest brother and he was a part of this community or group way 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 back in the day and and things had changed a lot by the time I was in the group for the good, but still there's a lot of things off. And I think even now things have, have people have learned and grown and things have changed. Even my parents for example, like they're way different way back in the day, they're a lot different than they are now just by learning and growing and um, trial and error, right? Like the process we're all in. But he was a part of the group way back when uh, the book I Kissed Dating Goodbye came out, oh. like way oh, back. Yeah. And and things were things were pretty intense back right. then. Well, my, my oldest brother, and he's really open about this, but he said uh, when he was, I can't remember, he was... 18, 19 or something, mm-hmm. um, he was struggling with his mental health really bad. And he didn't even fully understand what was going on because that kind of stuff was never talked about. We didn't about. have vocabulary. He went, to, yeah. he went to a leader in this group to share this and verbatim uh, or essentially what was said. And I, I confirmed this with him the other day because I didn't want to misrepresent what happened in his experience but but essentially what was said was you have to you just have to read the bible and pray more and it's and it's because of sin in your life that you need to address yeah which you guys talk about too and i and and that i don't know initially how how that went but as you can imagine as some time went on he spiraled pretty badly um Obviously, he came back out of it and learned a lot. Went to the same Bible college as I did. And uh, anyways, and he's, he's, he's a huge advocate for this kind of stuff now. But That's awesome. um, by the time I was about 18, uh, I have a lot of brothers, but I'm the most similar to this brother. And uh, we have this very similar experiences mm. just in life and in our struggles and, and personality and also our experience with this group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, most of my other brothers didn't didn't really weren't really in this group as much as me and my oldest brother were but uh by the time i was about 18 i remember i was really struggling same thing didn't know what it was i did a little bit of my own research and went i think i think it's this thing called depression i mean i don't know like Mm -hmm. this is what it sounds like because i can't really explain it and i don't know what's Mm -hmm. wrong but i was scared to death to tell anybody but i ended up 
I end up going to my parents and, and telling them, Aww. I don't know what's wrong with me, but this is what's going on. And they responded like so well, like totally understanding and helped me in, every, in any way that, that I needed, which wasn't the case when my oldest brother many years prior yeah. did. So there was, there's hope and there's changes that have been made with not just this group, but the homeschool community as a whole that I think is getting better. And I think this area in terms of therapy and counseling mm -hmm. is just getting better. Uh, it's having safe people that mm -hmm. you can trust and go to about what you're going through. Because something you guys say that I say all the time to people, I say anyone can benefit from therapy yes. and counseling. Yes. You don't even have to be going through anything. Who who could not benefit right. from sitting down and just yes. processing right. things with? Like anyone can. Um, and I recommend it to anybody, you know, some of the best. Uh, oh, and somebody else that, that uh, who's a pastor whose teachings has really helped me process this. And he's written several books on it. He just wrote another book practicing the way that is, uh, has been very helpful in terms of spiritual growth in the midst of, you know, mental health and all that is John Mark Comer. And, um, and uh, he, I'm drawing a blank now where I was getting to, but some really he, good um, series on things like meditation and prayer and fasting and how you're talking about practicing the way, the way being how you interact with your relationship with God. Yes. Yes, exactly. Uh, oh, I was, what I was going to mention with, with him is like, he was one of those people. It was, it was, I was pretty young when I first started uh, listening to his teachings and he was somebody I just looked up to as like, oh man, he's such a good godly yeah. person. And him talking about how he has a therapist that oh, he sees regularly yeah, and that he, you know, and he's still to this day, you know, and he, and being like, what pastor getting therapy? <laughs> And realizing now that lots of pastors do that <laughs> yeah. because yeah. they actually need yeah. it. If they're going to be spiritually and emotionally healthy and best for the people that they pastor mm -hmm. and minister to, they need that. And I didn't realize that till much later, but when I started as a youth pastor getting counseling and therapy, like, wow, mm -hmm. it was so, so good. So, so good for me. Mm -hmm. But that was the other thing I was going to mention too, that you guys bring up is um, holistic health. That's so important. Um, I'm a health yes. teacher now. Um, and that's something we teach is holistic health. So it's not just physical yep. health, but mm -hmm. mental health, emotional health. And and not even realizing how biblical this stuff is till much later, like through John Mark's teaching, but also just in my study of the scripture. Um, I love teaching holistic health as a health teacher. And yeah. something that Jesus said was that we are to love love God with all of our heart, soul, mind and strength hmm. which is holistic health it's not just love god yeah. with your physical body but your heart in the ancient and in, in ancient culture and the word heart used in like um ancient languages your heart was when you said your heart it was con it was um considered mm -hmm. the seat of your emotions mm -hmm. so your heart is love god with all of your heart your emotions love god with all of your soul which mm -hmm. is your spiritual mm -hmm. health right? And then love God with all of your mind, mm -hmm. yeah, which is your mental health. So there it is right there. Um, can you love God by only being by only focusing on your spiritual, you know, health and not any of the others? And not realizing that all those are intertwined, mm -hmm. they all go together. Otherwise, it's not holistic. 
And so, um, yeah. Wow. I that's, love that. Thank you. Yeah. That's a really yeah. good way to put that. I haven't thought of it that way before. I like that. Well, and, and it's, and it's something that was missing mm-hmm. in what we grew up in and has been really helpful to learn about that and recognize too, that it's not, it's not selfish. It's not pagan. It's not any of those things. Yes. It's actually very good. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, God is the God of our spiritual body, yeah. our emotions, our, our, our mind, all of that. And so we have to address all that. It's not just read your Bible and pray more as great as that is. Um, if you're missing the other things, it's, yeah. it, it can do a lot of, a lot of damage. It's a lot of mm-hmm. performance, right? Mm-hmm. Doing more, right. Which is again, anti-gospel. It's uh, the gospel is you can't do anything for God to love you more. You can't do anything to earn his acceptance and his right. salvation. You can't, that's grace. It's so undeserving and you can't earn it. Yeah. It's just there. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've had to, I, I continuously, I think it's human nature to try to feel like you have to earn or do, do, do. At the same time, I think unintentionally from this group, I have had to look back and realize how much of that was intertwined and taught unintentionally in yeah. terms of me feeling like mm-hmm. I have to appear a certain way yeah. and perform in order for God to love me more. Or, and even if I do, let's just say I do, I do those things and I'm doing really good and I'm performing well and I'm appearing right and super spiritual. Then I just become arrogant and prideful Mm -hmm. and I look down on people. And that's something I struggle with too. I don't like to consider myself a judgmental person, but I can be. Yep. I don't want to be. Right. And I'm not trying to blame my upbringing for it, but that is a part it's something of we were it. definitely that, taught. That, that is Had a part. Learn that. We yeah. Were definitely taught to, to be mm-hmm. look at success yeah, that exactly. way. Yeah. Thinking we were better than public school kids. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, without a lot of the leadership, not even realizing. I don't know about the girls, but when the guys, when there were certain guys around and it was just us, we didn't sound any different. <laughs> than some of the public school kids I would be around. <laughs> and and I'm like, oh boy. Yeah. In some ways, in some ways we it was worse mm. because you try to put someone in a box, they just want to get out and then they go to yeah. the extreme. But uh it was that being worse than some of these other than public school kids while actually thinking right. that oh, we yeah. were somehow better. And that's uh I and I didn't struggle with that as much. Um, it was more just an observation I had when I was a teenager of like, man, this, we're not, we're not, we're not that much different than, than them. They're just people too. They're going through the same struggles as we do. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. And not that we shouldn't look different than sinful behavior type stuff. It's, it's disentangling what it means to not look like the world Mm -hmm. because what I was taught that meant is not anything that that means at yeah. all and has actually stumped my growth my spiritual growth more more yeah. you know in, in a lot of ways yeah. thank you for listening to all that wow i know i can ramble we love it it's all good stuff so <laughs> that's all in the group and everything so where are you at now i guess like in your spiritual journey your relationship with god where where do you stand coming from that yeah still in process still yeah. growing mm-hmm. Still learning a lot. I think what I'm, what I've been learning more recently in the past few years is that something. So something in the group that was kind of emphasizes that if there's something bad going on in your life, it, it it's probably a sin yep. thing. 
and learning that. more now, even now, not realizing how much that's ingrained in me. Now, sin for, okay, so for example, struggling with depression right. pretty badly, I learned that sin doesn't make it better. No. Mm -hmm. It can make it worse, sure. but that doesn't necessarily mean that the cause of it is mm -hmm. sin, right? Jesus healing the blind beggar, the disciples instantly assumed was okay yeah. so jesus why is this why was this man born blind was it his fault or his parents did, right. did he sorry did right. he sin yeah or did his parents sin is that why he was born blind and jesus is like neither you guys like no. that's not why he was born blind at all <laughs> yeah it, it, you know if you know if anything mm -hmm. he says it is so i could show he could see the power of god and my love yeah. for him like you know and you know so me uh realizing that sin can make things worse especially mental health mm -hmm. it doesn't help mm -hmm. right it's understandable why we turn to sinful things to feel better right mm -hmm. at the same time that's not the like the root thing causing it yeah. and so what i've learned in the past few years is recognizing that you know like bad things like the bible talks about bad things happen happen to the righteous and the wicked rain falls on the righteous mm -hmm and the ungodly mm -hmm. and bad things happen to good people and bad people mm -hmm. and good things mm -hmm. happen to good people and bad mm -hmm. people just because we live that that's yeah. just that's the reality of life and that's what i kind of come to, to realize and how can god how does god take really bad things that happen and turn it into something good or sometimes he doesn't yeah. and mm -hmm. wrestling with that and being okay with that and being like yeah it's okay that this is awful and it's okay to acknowledge that. It's okay to acknowledge that I have questions. I'm wrestling with God. I don't know if I fully understand or agree with this. You know, something that uh, I wish I had in this group growing up more, which I think uh, people could say in a lot of different youth groups, not just this group. I just want to share this for anyone listening is being taught a lot of what to believe, but not why. Yeah, right. So Jesus is God. Okay. He rose from the dead. Okay. The Bible is the word of God. Okay. And all the other mm -hmm. teachings yeah. that come along with that. So we weren't taught, like, how do we know that that's even real, that that's yeah. even true? <laughs> so Christian apologetics was something that I had to dive into. Mm -hmm. And like I told you, I think going to Bible college, I went there because I'm like, you know what? I want to be a youth pastor. If I'm being honest, I don't know about all this stuff. If I'm going to give my life to this book, yep. I want to know mm -hmm. that it's real. I want to know that it's true. And so I spent like seven years wow. studying the Bible in Bible college. And, and, and then, and then even more in the recent years, studying a Christian apologetics, a defense of the faith. Like, why do I believe what I believe? Cause it's pretty crazy stuff that the claims Christians make yeah. and studying all the different <laughs> other religions wild. and beliefs out there and kind of where I'm at. So where I'm at now is, is studying all that. And I don't know everything. I really don't. And it takes me a long time to really understand and absorb things with all the evidence I have seen. I've come away with recognizing that, yes, the Bible, when understood correctly in its context, is trustworthy yeah. and good, is the word of God. Um, Jesus did rise from the dead, and he is who he says yeah. he is. That, along with, if you're a Christian, you believe any of those things I just said because you were raised to believe those things. That is probably the worst mm -hmm. reason to be a Christian or believe those things. If you were just raised or taught that, that doesn't make it true. Right. 
doesn't make it true at all. And so I think everyone has to go on that journey of really asking the hard questions and really knowing like, is this true? Is this real? And knowing that there is there is truth out there. It takes a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to just dive into it. And it's a process of learning. It take it can take a long time, but if if you're willing to deconstruct in a way where you are disentangling truth from error and also an answering those questions of like, how do I know yeah. Jesus loves me or is God or, you know, um, things like that. Because fill in the blank, other faith or religion, if you were raised in that way to believe those things and you believe those things because you were raised and taught those things in your home, that's not a reason yeah. to believe those things. Doesn't mean they're not true, but how do you know? You have right. how do you actually work know yourself to figure and so, out exactly. And you owe it to yourself to know the truth, to know why you even exist. At the same time, being patient with people, and I've had to learn this too, because I've needed it, being patient with people who are on that journey of trying to learn and grow. For example, I've said things in sermons that I preached over 10 years ago. I'll I'll go back and listen. And most of it is like, oh yeah. That's good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. there's things I've said that I cringe yeah. at because I'm like, oh, I can't believe I said that. I don't believe that. Yeah. Or, you know, I grew and learn and realized that that's not accurate. That's not true. And we're all in that process and that's okay. That is okay. Mm -hmm. Thank goodness. <laughs> Jesus still loves us. He's patient with us. And that's the other thing I was going to mention too. I almost forgot. Unintentionally, there was this message that came across to us. And I think you guys would agree. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this that God was scared of our sin. He was scared mm. of, you know what I mean? Like they wasn't taught that way, but like sin was such a taboo thing, doing mm -hmm. something wrong, right. messing up, struggling with an addiction or, yeah. you know, uh, or whatever. Um, that Even God was somehow scared Even though mentally we knew he knows. Like, oh, like, <laughs> yeah. God's not intimidated by you or your sin. Like, he's not like cringing at, oh, I can't believe Micah did that. You know, I, but growing up, that's kind of what I thought. Well, like he was like, yeah. e either it's like the angry God yeah. or like, yeah, he's like, Ugh, you know, do you even know who God is? Like, <laughs> who God is? like God's not like intimidated by that. He's not like, oh my gosh, you know, um, it, it just this idea of him, like not even just like picturing Jesus, not even being phased and being like, He's God. Right. That was He's stupid, outside of this. <laughs> but but it doesn't it doesn't change anything, man. Like just come come a, a to me. A quote like, that I heard yesterday okay. that I could hear God saying is, "Don't be sorry. Just use this as a learning opportunity." <laughs> exactly. You're only it's only stupid if you don't learn from yeah. it. Like the love of Christ is incredible, and the way He puts up with us, even if you have leaders, Christian leaders in your life who didn't put up with you, mm -hmm. um, just know that. Uh, mm -hmm. He does that there's Christian leaders out there that can help you in and not throwing the baby out with the bathwater and yeah. because we know we all know the churches can be really messed up mm -hmm. and we need each other. We need to live in community and we need each other. But um rejecting the church or rejecting Christians altogether because of being mistreated by Christians. I don't I've never met a single person that was raised in a Christian home that has not been hurt yeah. by Christians or the church. We all have. Now I'm not trying to discredit the severity. Yeah of some of that hurt 
is stuff that, oh my gosh, I can't even fathom. I don't even want to pretend like I can relate to it because it's just awful. But, but to some degree, we've all been hurt by Christians. We've all been hurt by the church in some way. I know I have, anyone I've talked to has been, and God loves the church. It's his body. And he cares. And that doesn't mean that there's certain groups you need to get out of. And there's certain, um, I think my time in this group was good most of the mm -hmm. time. But when I left, it was the right yeah. time and it was good. And yeah. it was a saving grace. Yeah. And God had moved me out. and He gave me a really good avenue to move me into to start my healing process. Seek out where God wants you to be. And don't stop pursuing what is true and what is real. I love that. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Beautiful ending. Well said. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't say it as clearly as I hoped to, but I, I hope that makes sense. Before we do our outro, Micah, small space. Do you want to plug anything? Do you want to give opportunity for people to reach out for you? Um, yeah, uh, Micah, people are going to know who I am. Micah Ridmark is my last name, R-Y-D-M-A-R-K. And I would, oh yeah. I've had people throughout the years from this group reach out to me to talk with me, to get together for coffee or lunch and process. Um, and that's been really good. And I would love to do that with anyone who would like to do that um, because those are the conversations like this are some of the mm -hmm. best use of anyone's time. Some of the most important conversations to have. So thank you, you, you two for starting this podcast, talking about these things. And just allowing anyone to come on and process with you in a safe place about hurt, trauma, and everything in between mm -hmm. that they've been through. Because people really need that. There's so many people that are hurting yeah. so much, like so much. And um, every single person you have on here is just a huge win to help others also who are listening to just uh, heal and yeah. think through these things. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Micah, for sharing your time with us. There was a lot of good points. I was actually taking notes the entire time. So great, <laughs> great talking points oh, all wow. around. Okay. So. <laughs> cool. Cool. I, I know I'm, I'm really glad to hear that because sometimes I'm like, uh, I hope that doesn't come across no, the wrong way. You must have ADHD because my brain is going to come like across a, amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. good. Oh, that's probably yeah. why. I'm like, oh, I yeah, that's too. good. I got to write that awesome. down. <laughs> When I'm listening to the podcast, there's times where I'll listen to you, Cat, because I don't, I don't know if I've ever met so. you, Cat. Yeah. I don't know you, but I'll listen to you and be like, "Yeah, there's there's a lot of similarities <laughs> about Cass and me." And I think, I think we think a lot the same way. Also, your bluntness. Thanks. I love your bluntness. <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. It's gotten me in trouble a lot, but at the same time, like it's 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 a it's a strength. But every strength has a weakness, obviously. But you have, that's a strength of yours. Um, we yeah. don't have to guess what you're thinking. It's one of the and things I, that got me in that. trouble a lot when I was in this group. So <laughs> we've addressed it <laughs> a lot. Whoops. So yeah. yeah. But yeah. thank you so much for sharing your time with us. And if you, anybody else that's listening wants to reach out and share your story with us, again, our website is shortskirtsongscripture.com. Instagram at skirts and scripture, email skirts and scripture at gmail.com. Hope to have you guys listen with us next time. I just burped. Clear can you, that. Can you edit that. <laughs> oh out? yeah, for sure. For sure. Un un unexpected. I think <laughs> I was talking air. so long. I just yeah. <laughs>